We thank you, Jesus, Lord, that you go with us, God, in the bad times and the good times. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that you are already there. God, I thank you that you were there and you are there. God, I thank you, Jesus, that you wake me up, Lord, every morning. God, I thank you that nothing is too hard for you, nothing is too difficult for you. God, I pray that you would put a desperation in us, God, that we would be desperate for you, Jesus, that we want more of you, Lord. God, we need you, Jesus, every day, Lord. Um, thank you for um, being here today. This is going to be short. Please stay with me, or I'll hunt you down. Just kidding. <laughs> but please stay with me. Um, it will be a short message. Um, pray for me, please. But um, the girls, they did wonderful. Thank you for praying for them. We have some cool ministries here. If you ever want to serve in one of our ministries, just see me. We have some cool stuff going over there. Um, lots of exciting things. Right now we're doing the Christmas play. If you want to be in the Christmas play, just show up after church afterwards. We have our feeding Huddleston. We have a lot of stuff going on. So just pray for our children's ministry. We have lots going on. So today I'm going to talk about a subject that we talk about all the time. And some of y'all probably get sick of it. But if you get sick of it, shame on you. We're going to be talking about praying. Our church is a praying church. Someone, I'm not going to mention any names, when they came to our church, they said, man, y'all pray so much. And we do. We love to pray. We love to pray. Yes, it is a good thing. I guess he just gave himself away. <laughs> it was, no, it wasn't a negative thing. I guess, I don't know. I've always been to this church. I don't know if other churches pray. Who knows? So I've only ever been here. But I know we talk about praying a lot. Um, we have prayer service. We have prayer requests. Um, but I wanted to um, show it, give you a little glimpse in our children's ministry. Uh, we do curriculum in our children's ministry. Usually our lessons run four, six, or ten weeks. And we just finished up a ten-week series on the Lord's Prayer. And I wanted to give you a glimpse into it. I wanted to show you what our kids learned and why we learned it. And um, just show you what is the Lord's Prayer to us. I found that our kids, when they get a certain age, praying becomes very fearful. They get nervous. They do not like to pray. Our little ones will pray up a storm. They will give me requests. I know all y'all's business because they will give me all y'all's family requests. They just pour out the request. Mama, she needs face cream because her wrinkles. Mommy and daddy's been fighting, like every single thing. But they know that God can change things, and that's why they pray. But when our kids get older, they get quiet. They still have requests. And they get serious. We have some serious requests in our children's ministry. Serious requests. If I told you sometimes, you'd be like, are you kidding me? From an 11-year-old? From a 10-year-old? Someone in his class is drinking? What? Yes, we have serious requests. But they don't like praying out loud. So I was like, we're going to do this series on the Lord's Prayer and figure out why we don't like praying. And then I realized, it's not just the kids. It's the adults. Some of us, personally, we get intimidated. We don't like to pray in front of people. We don't like to pray out loud, which is fine. Every teacher's own, but we kind of get quiet, and I don't really like to be in front of people. I don't want to pray. I don't want to do that out loud. Um, and I, as I taught this, it hit me like, wow, man, I'm teaching this to myself, and I'm going to teach this to some adults because this is us. Even I struggle with praying. Is it because we're embarrassed? Is it because we're not spiritual enough? Is it because we don't have the words to say um, what's wrong? How? Um, what is wrong with our praying? And I'm the same way. It is easy for me to get over there and pray to these kids or with these kids because they don't care what I sound like. But when it gets in front of y'all, oh, Lord, help me. Y'all make me nervous. I don't like praying in front of y'all. I don't even like speaking in front of you. But the Lord helps me. But why is so many of us like that? Um, 
I have a funny story. I was with a friend a few weeks ago, and they said, Ashley, can you pray for my car? I'm having car trouble. And I was like, no, this is stupid. I'm not praying for your car. <laughs> and then I realized, whoa, how rude of me. But I still wasn't going to pray for their car because I didn't want to pray out loud, and I didn't want to pray in front of them. And I was like, no, I'm not going to pray. So after some, come on, please pray, I started to pray for that car. And then they stopped me, and they said, Ashley, never mind. You pray too loud. I said, this fool clearly don't know I'm Pentecostal. I don't know how to pray quiet. But things like that changes our prayers because then we get, well, maybe I shouldn't pray out loud. What if I'm praying wrong? And a lot of times that's what we've taught our kids. Well, our parents aren't praying, so the kids don't pray. Or you have to pray the specific way, and the kids can't pray it, so they don't pray at all. I, and I say all that because we live in a world where we can't rely on others to pray. And Listen, listen before you jump on me. We put our requests in a prayer box every week, which please do. If you have a prayer request, we'd love for you to take, we'd love to take them up every single week. Um, and we pray for your request, and that's great. And God loves when we talk to him. But we, it can't be a Pastor Ken thing. It can't be a Pastor Ashley thing. It can't be a Pastor Charlie thing. It's a we, a communication with Christ, with God. We are to pray. Um, if you're at Revival, you heard Brother Shaw say that um, after they did some studying, an average, an average Christian only prays one minute a day. One minute a day. And I started thinking, can you imagine if you only talk to your husband or wife one minute a day? Some of y'all would like that. But can you have a relationship with one minute a day? How sad, how heartbroken the Lord must be. One minute a day. And that's right there why our kids don't pray. Unless they are, see us an example, unless they see us praying more than one minute a day, they're not going to pray. Unless they see confidence, confidence in us and our prayer life, they are not going to pray. And lucky, luckily for us, Jesus knew we would struggle with this, and he gave us a beautiful example. And it is called the Lord's Prayer. And I'm going to read that today. If you'd open to Matthew 6, 5, I'm going to read all of it, and then I'll get to the Lord's Prayer. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue holding, um, and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling along like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For the Father knows what you need before you ask him. And this is how you should pray. And everybody knows this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. During our series, we broke down the Lord's Prayer into six sections. What does the Lord's Prayer mean? Yes, this is a beautiful example of how we are to pray, but it's not a beautiful example if we don't understand it. If we don't understand it, how are we supposed to use it as an example? We can't expect these kids to, you need to pray like this because the Lord says it. Teach them. Well, let me back it up and explain it to them. And that's exactly what we did, and that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to start out with our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In our children's ministry, I reminded them that God is a great and mighty God, but he is our Father. 
If you had a great father in your life, which many of our kids sadly do not, they have no fathers in their lives, then you, if you had a great father, you know this is easy for you because you can imagine God being this great, loving, awesome father who is there for you and is with you and guiding you and helping you and is being with you and helping, <clears throat> excuse you, helping you in the bad times and the good times. But if you didn't have a good father, it's kind of difficult. But I need to remind you, the Lord is a good father. He is not a meanie sitting in heaven waiting for you to fail. <clears throat> Excuse me. He wants you to be his child. He wants you to approach him as a daughter, a daddy-daughter, daddy-father or son relationship. He is there for you. Excuse me. Sorry. And then I explain what ha- I asked what hallowed means. That's a big word. What does hallowed mean? And it just means holy. I reminded the kids that our father is not like our worldly fathers. Our worldly fathers sadly will make mistakes. If you're a father in here that you've never made a mistake, please stand up now. That doesn't, it's not possible. But God will never make mistakes. He will never forget anything. He will never not be there for you. Our fathers here are f- flawed humans, but our God is not. He is there. He is a perfect, perfect God. We must remember when we approach God in prayer, it is not this God way far away. He is our daddy that we are approaching with our requests. We are going to him, Father, you are perfect and mighty and you love us and you adore us and you are our dad and I am your daughter and I am your son. It's hard sometimes for the kids to picture that God is right there, but it's also sometimes hard for us to remember that he is right there for us, with us. Next, we studied your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can you agree that you want God's will in your life? We can all agree. <clears throat> we can agree that we want God to um, show up and to direct our paths and to lead our paths and to be for us and help us and all this. But what happens when his will doesn't match ours? What happens when his will doesn't meet our time frame and our schedule? What happens when his will is uncomfortable for us? This is a hard part of the Lord's Prayer, and this is a hard part of praying. Because when you pray, the Lord, let your will be done in my life, you better expect things that may be uncomfortable. His will in your life may be for you to step out of your comfort zone and serve in the children's ministry or serve in our senior ministry. God is, God's will is not maybe what we want and what we desire. But if we pray and seek God's heart and seek God's desires, his desires will become our desires. Um, I know a lot of us get frustrated, and I've done this before, and I want to argue with God. God, I want it this way, and I want it now. We might as well just stop and say, Lord, your will is better than mine because even though you may be in a hard spot in your life you may be difficult and you think well um this is a really tough part how can god want this in my life how can god want my child to be sick how can it be god's will for a divorce how can it be god's will for me to struggle with financially and struggle with a job but god's will is better than ours god's plan you do not know what's on the other side of that you do not know what's going to happen when you go through that God's plan, whether you like it or not, and whether you're going to trust him, his plan is better than ours. We cannot understand what he can understand. Next is give us our daily bread. This is where we love. We go to God with our wants. Jesus, 
I need my bread and I need my milk and I need my this. But then we become our long list. God, I need this. God, I need this. God, I need this. And it's, that's very easy for kids. They crack me up during Christmas time, their prayer requests. Because it, it turns from, God, I pray that you would uh, save my grandfather to, Lord, I want that four-wheeler. <laughs> but that's just, <laughs> that's our human nature. That is our human nature. But it's sad because we can't, we can't go to God like that. Yes, we are to go to God with our requests. But he is not a Santa Claus. He is watching us. And he is giving us presents, but he is not a Santa Claus. I want to show a short video that we watched in our children's ministry about um, Jesus being our Santa Claus. Dear God, Thank you for being such an awesome God. You provide for my needs and you're always there when I need you. And you said that I need to ask you to provide for my daily bread. So, um, I, I brought a list of needs that, that I have. Just, just let me read them to you. I need you to tell my parents to raise my allowance by 10 bucks a week. I need a new TV in my room. I need a remote control car. I need a really cool drum set. I really need you to make me like two inches taller real soon. I need you to make sure I get an A on that spelling test because I really just don't have time to study tonight. I need that awesome dirt bike I saw on TV. I really don't have that many songs on my iPod. Could you make like 200 songs appear? and make them really rockin' songs, not worship. Even though I do love worshiping you, God. But you know, sometimes you just need a rock. I need you to convince Michelle Sweet to like me, cause right now she's with that Clayton guy. You know what she really needs, me. I need you to convince my mom that I do not need to eat vegetables for dinner anymore. Last night, she tried to make me eat a whole serving of cauliflower. That's gross. I would like to have a new pet. Maybe like a lizard or, or a mongoose or something. Or, no, a brown pony. Or a magic pony. Yeah, make it a magic pony, rainbow colored, and make it fly. You can do that, can't you, God? Of course you can. Because you're God. You are amazing. You provide for all my needs. Thanks for doing this for me, God. I'll be watching for it. In your name I pray. Amen. This was just a silly video that our kids enjoyed. But isn't that us sometimes? Lord, we love you and we worship you. But God, this week I'm going to need more time. I'm going to need you to help me get these groceries in the house. Lord, don't let my kids be bad because I'm going to have to whip them. Lord, I need you to help me in my job. And that's fine. Please take your request to the Lord because he can work it out. But remember to give him thanks because he is the one that woke you up. He is the one that gave you those kids. He's the one that gave you that magic pony. Thank him. And don't expect God to give you magic ponies. Let's be realistic. But the kids love this video. But it's very true. Sometimes we think God is this um, Santa Claus and he's not. And then we go on to forgive our debt as we forgive our debtors. Ooh. Um, we all know that sin cost. 
a lot. It costs Christ life. We all know that sin is um, a high wage. For the wages of sin is death. Death. It's not something that can, we can get past. But luckily for us, it's already been paid for. It's already went to the bank. And it's, we just have to ask. But there comes the second part of that. And for, help us to forgive our debtors. Help us to forgive those people who are mean to us. That turn, our back, turn their backs on us that um, talk down on us, talk mean on us. It's so easy to be so excited for the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that I am forgiven. But then it comes to forgiving people. We're like, Lord, have you seen what they've done to me? Do you know the names they've called me? Do you know what they've done to my family? Do you know what my family has done to me? And then we don't want to forgive. I love that in this prayer, it is not about just me and Jesus. It is about me and Jesus and other people. Those other people that we need to forgive. And I know it's hard. I know, oh, man, it's so hard, especially to forgive family when they mess you up and, mess, and do horrible things to you. But the greatest example is Christ. Imagine the stuff that Jesus went through with his friends. Betrayal, beatings, ultimate death by his family and his friends, people he trusted. And then for him to say, Lord, don't judge them. They don't know what they're doing. Don't hold it against them. They don't know what they're doing. I'm not sure if I could do that. I'd be like, Lord, you better get them. And that's our human nature. But we must get to the point where we say, God, yes, we are forgiven. Thank you. But help us to forgive those people that are just, ooh, the devil in our life. Help us, Lord. I know that last, uh, or our next one is, um, lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This one is, um, I think Brother Shaw said that, we all think that our teens and our kids are the ones that are being tempted, and our adults are not because I guess y'all are older. That's not true. Y'all are t- tempted. I know y'all are. T- I'm tempted. I'm kind of old. We 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 never get st- we never st- stop being tempted. Yes, our temptations are different. But um, Brother Shaw also said that he told us several stories where everyone said, "Well, I can handle this temptation. And I can handle this." No, we can't. The temptation is not the sin. When we fall into temptation, that's when we sin. But if your temptation is something, don't go near it. If your temptation is people cursing, don't hang out with people who curse. If your temptations are cigarettes, don't go by the cigarette store. It's just a given. That's what I tell my kids. If you need to change your life, change it. God will give you more friends. God will give you another route to work. God will give you new radio stations, new TVs, new people in your life. If you are tempted, stop staying in that temptation because you will eventually fall. You can play all you want around the temptation, but you will eventually fall because you cannot handle it. Whether you like it or not, you will not be able to handle it. And then, last but not least, is for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And I just love this. This is just praise. Lord, we exalt you. We lift you up. We praise you. That's how our prayer should end, just singing praises to the Lord. I want to tell you a story. And if you were in my prayer group last weekend at camp, you heard the story, so act surprised. Um, there was, once was a young man in seminary starting out on his journey towards, towards priesthood. He was a bit of a know-it-all and wanted to be the best at everything he did. He heard about a very holy monk who was considered a spiritual master in regards to prayer. So the young man decided to seek him out and ask the old monk to teach him his secret of pray, uh, the secrets of prayer. When he got there, the monk sent him away. The young man was stubborn, though, and returned again soon, asking again, Teach me your secrets to prayer. The monk told him to come back in one week. When he arrived the next week, the monk told him, took him behind the monastery to a body of water. He still hadn't said a word as they entered into the water up just past their waist. The young man grew, um, 
grew impatient with the monk, who was still silent. All of a sudden, the monk grabbed the man and held his head under the water. The young man struggled and thrashed about, but with the strength of an ox, that little old monk held him under the water. As the monk let go of him, he came up grasping for breath, embarrassed, angry, and confused. The the monk looked at him and said, Until you pray with the same desperation that you have for air, you have not prayed at all. And that hit me, and I was like, oh, Lord, that hits me in my heart. I don't have that desperation. I don't have that. What's wrong with me? And that's sometimes our church. We are um, a Sunday morning praying, a Wednesday night praying, but that can't be us. The world we live in, we can't rely on other people's prayers. Not that we won't pray for you, because we will, but we've got to pray. Um, during the Lord's Prayer, our series, our kids wrote their own Lord's Prayer. And when I was looking up at different versions of the Bible of the Lord's Prayer, I came across the message. And the message Bible is a little, uh, but I love the Lord's Prayer in this. It says, Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best as, a, do what's best as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with with you and and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You're a blazing beauty. Yes, yes, yes. Let me read you one of our kids. I loved it. Hi, God. Oh, it must be absolutely beautiful in heaven. God, if you want me to reach out to other people, then I will. Because I love you. God, thank you so much for my family and our food and our clothes and our toys. Give us this day our daily bread. God, please forgive me for my sins. Thank you so much for dying on the cross for us. And help me forgive my enemies. How basic, but how she understood it. That's exactly how she understood it. And our little kids... Uh, we did this on scrolls for six weeks. They wrote out the Lord's Prayer, and it was rough at first because half my class cannot write, read or write right now. And at, at the point, I stopped and said, okay, guys, I want you to draw pictures, or you just write it out and sound out the words because the Lord knows what you're saying. And one little girl came up and gave me to hers, and it gave me hers, and it was just letters. And I was like, what the world? And then the, Lord hit, uh, the Holy Spirit convicted me, and he said, the Lord knows exactly what this says. The Lord knows exactly what these letters mean, these crazy gibberish. You don't need to know what it says, but she's praying to me. She's giving the Lord, she's get, writing this Lord's Prayer out for me. Guys, it is a time in our world where we cannot just pray that one minute a day. We have to be desperate for to be with Christ. We have to be desperate to spend with the Lord. We have to have that, know that a necessity, that how important prayer is in our life. Um, when we we're going to do prayer time now, and it's going to be very different. And it's going to make us step out of our comfort zone, but we talked about that, so we're all going to do this. Um, if you want, George is going to put some music on because I want the worship team to be able to do this too. If you want to pray at the altar, that is completely fine. I know this is a short lesson to the point, but I'm a to the point type of woman. So um, we, around this church, is our sixth station, just like our six weeks. And we do prayer stations sometimes in our children's ministry where we spend some time praying at different stations for different things. And that's what we're going to do today. During our prayer time, we're going to spread out and go to different prayer stations. If you are struggling with praying to God as your father because maybe you don't have a good father relationship, maybe you should spend time in our Father in Heaven. Or maybe um, you're struggling with temptation. 
Maybe you can spend some time praying for God for temptation. Or you have some needs in your life, then you should visit our daily bread. Whatever it is, I encourage you to visit all of them. It doesn't have to be in order. But I encourage you to spend time at each station praying. Now, you're not praying toward the wall. You are praying to the Lord. But that's just a reminder of, um, is it request I need? Do I need to go to the daily bread? Is it, um, do I need to be helped forgiving people? Because, whoo, that's a hard one. Wherever it may be. So as George puts your music on, I'm going to pray, and then I encourage you um, to spend some time with the Lord. First of all, evaluate your prayer life. Is there something that needs to be changed about it? Is there some thing that needs to be evaluated in your life, and you're like, I'm not meeting that standard. I'm at that one-minute prayer. Because, guys, we can't live in that life anymore. It's too close to the end times for us not to pray. Jesus, um, God, I pray that you would teach us to pray, Lord. God, I pray that you would give us a desire to pray, a desire to spend time with you, Lord. God, we want to be in your throne room, wrapped up in your arms like, um, like you're my daddy, God. God, I love you. God, whatever it may be, Lord, I pray that you would speak into our congregation. God, I pray that you would um, help them to look into their lives and look into their hearts and say, what, what, what do I need to change, Lord? What do I need to do, Jesus? Help us to be desperate for you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Okay, feel free to mingle.